0: And welcome to the SportsCast, February twenty first, two thousand nineteen. If you haven't yet, please subscribe in all our channels, YouTube, <laughs> Facebook, Periscope, and iTunes. And if you are on iTunes, please leave a rating and a review. It will help us out tremendously. And also check us out at thesportscast.net with all the news, stats, podcasts, all the information you need to uh to see. Uh breaking news, Syracuse Coach Legend, Jim Boeheim. Struck and killed a man with his car on Wednesday around midnight. According to a Syracuse.com report, a man in his 30s got out of his car after an accident on Interstate 690 in Syracuse. A source told the outlet when Boheim drive by and hit the pedestrian, the 74-year-old coach who was cooperating with authorities reported the accident to police. That's good. And, uh, and you know, Syracuse beat uh, Louisville sixty nine forty nine. So that is the breaking news. But to join us to talk to us a little bit, A little bit beyond college basketball, Uh, Mr. Tyler Turner, welcome back. Welcome back, man. How you doing? Good, good. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a little incident last night. uh, You know, a little bit of college basketball. Uh, (laughs) Did you watch any sports this? uh, Any sports last night?
1: Yeah, I watched the UNC game. Yep, UNC Duke game.
0: Yeah, it was a very good uh, very good game. Obviously, uh, the tickets yep. were at Super Bowl level prices and Besigne got injured in the first minute.
1: Yeah, it was crazy. Obviously, Duke had a tough game because of it.
0: Yeah, what well, UNC defeated Duke 88-72. Uh, obviously, college basketball is forming up, you know, getting ready for uh, for the uh, March Madness coming up next month, and of course, um, I believe Zion Williamson had a mild knee sprain, and uh, and things are kind of uh, we'll see where that happens. But let's get into college football. You know, uh, Tyler's yep, favorite recruiting. expertise in. in and you know obviously the the whole recruiting signing day has just passed, and uh, and you know we'll have Tyler to discuss. What teams and conferences are recruiting at the highest level?
1: Yep, yep. Let's rock, let's rock it up.
0: Let's start. Go for it.
1: Okay. Uh, so, so, so uh, to to go, go off is of kind of what um, we've been talking about. We've been breaking down uh, um, kind of the metrics behind it all. Um, uh, in general, uh so, just some questions you could ask: is What teams and conferences are recruiting at the highest level over the past five years? Because remember, in each class, you have um, arguably you have roughly four to five years worth of guys. Um, Classes from like 2015 through 2019 will be making up the rosters in 2019. Once in a great while, you might have a guy that's in his sixth year from class 2014 is very rare. Um, and in 2015, 2016, you, all, you obviously have more guys that maybe have already graduated, played four straight years. Um, there's also the grad transfer route that's been a lot more applicable in recent, uh, in recent, uh, years that have guys leave teams. So attrition from that 2015-2016 classes is, is more applicable there, um due to er- early NFL draft entries, um Graduations for the 2015 class, um, grad transfers for 2015 or 2016. So those two years in general, you're going it, to, it's like, cause I was going through every single roster. I, it took me forever. I wrote three, if, if if people haven't read it, um, I wrote three articles, I think so far, I'm probably going to write a couple more on basically recruiting, how recruiting is going for, um, college football. I, it came up with uh, the numbers that came up with my top 25 teams um and just to go over those numbers top 25 for recruiting average is number one alabama number two georgia number three ohio state number four lsu number five usc number six florida state number seven texas number eight oklahoma number nine auburn number ten clemson Number 11, Texas A&M. Number 12, Notre Dame. Number 13, Florida. Number 14, Penn State. Number 15, Michigan. November. Number 16, number 17, Oregon. Number 18, Miami. Number 19, South Carolina. Number 20, Washington. Number 21, UCLA. 22, Nebraska. 23, Stanford. 24, Ole Miss. And number 25, Mississippi State. That is... Um, the top 25 average for five years, how I came up with it was I took the mean of 2015, 2016, because when I went through every rock with most rosters, there was so many guys gone already from the 2015 and even 2016 probably could have put more weight on the 2016 class, but I decided to just do the mean. So what I mean by the mean is like, let's say for instance, uh, Oregon, let's go to Oregon. It's my team's one I know the roster the most. They had the number 16 class in 2015. They had the number 27 class in 2016. I did the average. So I did, uh, 27 plus 16 divided by 2, which is 21. Uh, 21.5 20, was the average of those two classes. And then I took as is the 2017, 2018, 2019 class. So in Oregon's case, it was 21.5 plus number 19. Plus number thirteen, plus number seven, and then I divided that by four, and that's where Oregon came out as number seventeen team as far as the four year average. Um, so that was kind of the first breakdown of how I did it. Uh, to move into the second one, I did the number of blue chippers on each roster. Um, blue chip talent is number is. Um, Well, blue chippers. Now, I didn't do blue chippers at all, so that's not clear. What is a blue chipper for the audience
0: that don't know what a blue chipper is? Well, blue chipper is four and five
1: stars. So, if you have a four or five star rating, buy and and all of these ratings I went off of the two four seven composite. The two four seven composite combines the rankings of ESPN, rivals, and two four seven, and comes up with an average ranking. So, a blue chipper is a four or five star. But actually, for my metrics, because that was going to take way too much time, I just did the top 100 players on each roster. And I also took the number of five stars on each roster. So a five-star, usually you have per class, like, for instance, in the 2019 class, there was 35 composite five-stars. Um, it ranges. Like, I think it was 2017, there was 30. So, But on average, there's 30 or 35 five-star prospects. A five-star prospect is someone that's projected to be an All-American. It's someone projected to be a three-, four-year starter. It's someone projected to go in the early rounds of the NFL draft. A five-star is considered by recruiting experts as an elite prospect. I then decided to move my metric a little bit more to the top 100. So that is the 35 blue chippers, 30-35, let's say, and then another 65 high-end four-stars, usually four-stars. When I went to 100, it normally was a rating of about 96 to about 97. Uh high-end four-star would be someone that's not quite a five-star but still is considered someone that is a very good prospect, someone that probably will be a 3 4 four-year starter, someone that could be an All-American, someone that could be a high-round draft pick. I felt like that metric for what I was going for in the amount of time I wanted to go for was w- would give me a pretty a- accurate measurement of where the talent lies on each roster in the top 25. Um, I could have gone a little farther um, and done all blue chippers, meaning all four or five stars, but that would take an immense amount of time. It took enough time doing it the way I did it. Um, and just to break down, like, for instance... Um, uh, sorry, I'm looking at this as I'm doing it. Uh, if you want to know where the blue chi- five stars fall, so the five stars. Um, let me get this up here. Where did I have this?
0: Which? Um,
1: Hold on a second. Let me read the Hold conferences second, uh,
0: that you've uh, that you've written out for the blue chipper's top 100. Um.
1: Oh, five stars. I found the five stars. Okay, go ahead. Okay. And then I'll go with conferences. Okay, So five stars on the roster. The number one team with the most five stars is Georgia. They have 14 five stars on the roster for this upcoming season. Number two, Ohio State. They have 13 five stars that are going to be on their team in this upcoming year. Number three, Alabama. They have 12 five stars that are going to be on their team. Number four was a tie between LSU and Clemson. They both have seven five stars. Number five was Oklahoma, USC, and Florida State. They all have five five stars number six was texas michigan and penn state they have four five stars number seven was auburn tennessee stanford and ucla they have three five stars number eight was texas a&m and Ole miss they have two five stars and then notre dame oregon washington miami south carolina and mississippi state have one five star on the roster um nebraska and florida were the only two teams in my top 25 that did not have a five star So that's the ones with the five-star. Now, if I was going to go to the top 100 um, thing, and I don't know why I didn't have this all on the same page, but that's fine. It's okay. (laughs) Um, It's getting getting a little different. Okay, (laughs) so top 100 players. So that's top 100. This is including top 100 four-stars and five-stars. Alabama leads the way with 34. Ohio State has 31. Georgia has 27. LSU has 19. Then you have USC, who has 18. Number six, Florida State and Texas both have 17. Clemson has 15. Oklahoma has 14. Penn State has 13. Texas A&M, Tennessee, Florida, and Notre Dame have 12. Top 100 players, Number uh, Michigan, Auburn, and Oregon all have 10. Those are the ones with uh, double-digit top 100 players. And then after that, you have Miami having nine. Ah, uh, Stanford having seven, Mississippi State, UCLA, and Washington all have six. South Carolina and Ole Miss have three, and little old Nebraska sitting there with two. Um, so, uh, so 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 let's just take Alabama so to to make it a little more like easy to understand. Alabama, you have the number one ranked recruiting average over a five year period. You have. 34 top 100 players, which is first most top 100 players in any roster in college football, and you have 12 five stars, which is number three. So basically, Alabama's roster is absolutely just ridiculously talented. Um, honestly, they are the and when and and then that would go to my last. So, so I, I might as well bring in my last thing. And so then, what I ultimately did at this point, was I did a metric where I did number one. Uh, so if you had the number one recruiting average, you got the most points. So uh, it went from 25 to one. So whatever team had the most, had the highest average, got the full amount of points. So in this case, Alabama we got 25. Um, then I added that with five stars times five. So if you had 12 five stars like Alabama, I timesed it by five. They got sixty points because of their five star. Then I added that with the amount of top one hundred four stars. So they had twenty two top one hundred four stars. I times that by four. I added it together. And, and sorry, man, I, I have trouble state keep me I'm getting I get wordy Okay, so okay. twenty five. Twenty five plus sixty plus four times 22, which is the 22 top 104 stars, which equals 88. So it's 25 plus 60 plus 88. And then I deducted any transfers that were blue chippers. So blue chippers meaning four or five star guys that transferred. If you had them transfer out, you lost a point. If you had them transfer into your school, you got added a point. In Alabama's case, it was two transfers out, no transfers in. Um, so what ended up coming up with that was 171 points for Alabama. They were unquestionably the most talented team per my metric. And if you go to uh, uh, 247 actually does a team talent composite. So actually 244 has a team talent composite every single year that they do. They do it with the roster. It's not exactly as I do it. They actually use every single player on the roster. Their metrics going about it is, is a little bit confusing in and of itself. But basically, your highest-rated played your, your highest rated player gets the most points, and then every player after that goes down a little value. But obviously, the more higher-rated players, the higher your point value is going to be. Um, Alabama was actually it was number one for Team Talent Composite in 2015, in 2016, and 2017. In 2018, they actually were number two to Ohio State. Wow. But I have a feeling, as long as they don't have attrition, that they will be number one again for 2019. From my metrics, they're number one. Let's see how the team talent composite comes out. Number two is Ohio State with 157 points. Um, a very talented roster. I mean, anytime you have 31 top 100 players, 13 blue chippers, Ohio State is a tremendous you, – you, Urban Meyer might have left, but he left a cupboard full of amazing talent for Ryan Day. Um, number three, Kirby Smart. He's done a ridiculous job recruiting. Um, uh, I mean, it's a great place to recruit. George is one of the best. Hot beds for recruiting. He has the third best talent. Um, he actually has the most four stars on his roster in comparison to anyone else in college football, even Alabama. Um, he, he has 142 points. Basically, Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia, those three are at a different level when it comes to recruiting. So you had Alabama 171 points, you had Ohio State 157, and you have, Ohio, you have Georgia at 142. There is a pretty big drop-off between them and everyone else. Number four is LSU, but they are 37 points lower than uh, um, Georgia. Most of the reason for that is Georgia has 14 five-stars, LSU has seven. Um, So that's almost twice the number of five-stars. But anyway, LSU comes in at four. Um, Believe it or not, USC, and they've been unpredictable. That's one team that really sticks out. For me. Well, it's because of how, no, they've had some ridiculous recruiting classes. Ridiculous recruit? I mean, they had the number 10 ranked class in 2016. They had the number four ranked class in 2017. Number four in 2018, if you want to go back to number 2015, they had the number two ranked class. Some of those guys are still on the roster. And uh, despite having a lot of transfers, they have lost from the 2016-2017 class, they lost 10 of the 20 top blue chippers on the roster, including three five-stars. Despite all that, USC still checks in at number five.
0: And then after Um, that, Florida State at six. That's even weirder.
1: Yep. Well, it's not really weird. Go look at the recruiting rankings over the years. Yeah, yeah. Florida State was not... Yeah, Florida State was number three in 2016. They were number three in 2017. Last two years, 11, number 11 in 2018 to number, uh, 18,000. Like the, both of them are not, like when I went through their thing, like when I went through USC and Florida State's roster, loaded in 2015, loaded 2016, loaded 2017. Yeah, it's a, a significant drop off in 2018, 2019. Yeah, like I'm going to tell you right now, if They keep on losing on the recruiting trail like they are the last two years. USC for the last year, Florida State for the last two years, they're gonna, their performance is only gonna get worse. Because you see how they're doing with all the talent on the roster. Right. They didn't have very good years. Neither one made a bowl game. So if they start losing talent, but, so I'm gonna make a prediction right now. If Clay Helton for USC and Willie Taggart for Florida State do not have good years this year; they're going to be fired because they to squander the number five and number six most talented rosters in college football. You know it's travesty. So, anyway, Texas is number seven, and Texas is a team that when I look at the roster, they are getting better. They did, you know, they had dropped off in recruiting. Uh, even in Tom Herman's first season after right after he got hired, they ended up with a twenty number twenty six ranked class. But the last two years, number three ranked classes, two years in a row, um they've signed a couple significant five stars, several top one hundred players. They check in at number seven. um Tom Herman's doing a good job, and I heard he's off to a pretty good start this year, so uh, look for Texas to be pretty talented in the near future. Um number eight was Clemson. Um, Clemson's average is a little bit odd, to be honest. If yeah, you go back and see be Clemson, Well, because you know they only had a number 14th rank, no, six. Sorry, number 16th ranked class in 2017. They only yeah, signed I 14 guys. That did it. Um, uh, and this year they signed a lot of guys and finished with a number 10 ranked class. And actually, they had more three three stars and they had blue chippers. Um, And they lost a lot. Uh, Clemson actually lost 13 blue-chip guys from this year's team, including three five-stars and three other top 100 players. So a total of six top 100 guys. Clemson's going to take a little step back as far as talent. Now, that being said, you have one of the most experienced coaching staffs in college football. They also, I think, have the best quarterback in college football, which is the most important position. So I think Clemson will be fine. I do wonder, defensively, they lose a lot of talent. Like, offensively, not as much. They have uh, five stars at the wide receiver position. They obviously have five stars at the quarterback position. They have top 100 guys at the running back position. They even have five stars on the offensive line. Defense, when I look at the roster, they lose a little bit of talent. And they didn't necessarily replace it with equal talent. I'm telling you right now, if Clemson doesn't win the national title this year, I would not be surprised. I think a lot of people are going to put them number one because they won it last year. Trevor Lawrence and all his terrific receivers come back. But they do drop off talent-wise. And their t- roster is not as talented as an Alabama, Ohio State, or Georgia. It's not. It's not, it's not even that big Which close.
0: Usually, uh, usually like the SEC gets like like the best defenses, right? You mean most talent? Yeah, most talent-wise.
1: Well, as a whole, that, I mean, and and I'll get into that when I when I, at the end here. But mm-hmm. if I was going to go, yeah, I mean, it's not even close. Like SEC is the most talented roster. Okay, like Sam's down, top to bottom, SEC is like. I, I mean, I'll, I'll show you in a second. Um, uh, number eight, nine is Oklahoma. Oklahoma is extremely talented uh, on the offensive side of the ball, um, and they have gotten better every year. J- just so you know. Per the team talent composite by 247. Oklahoma has made the college football playoffs three of the last four years. They have won four state big twelve four straight Big 12 titles. Guess what? They have never had a top ten talent team. Wow. I actually think it's going to change this year. I actually think their team will land in the top ten. So if Lincoln Riley has been able to make four straight college football, no, three three of the last four college football playoffs he you know one was as a offensive coordinator but he's been able to do that with teams with not top 10 talent if jalen hurts can play up to the level of Kyler murray and baker mayfield if he's able to do that with less talent i think he'll be able to do that with more talent so don't look for oklahoma to go anywhere soon okay keep an eye on them i will um then okay so there's there. Then there's a little bit of a drop-off. There's like Oklahoma. Okay, so you have Ohio State, Georgia, and LSU. They're like way, way up there, okay? So they're like, no, sorry, sorry. sorry. Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, way up and ahead of everyone else. Then you kind of have that cluster of LSU, USC, Florida State, Texas, Clemson, and Oklahoma. They're kind of close to each other. Then you have a little bit of a drop-off. But these teams are like so close. Like if you look at the points, they're almost identical. Texas a penn state notre dame florida auburn tennessee like they are, and even you to put michigan oregon miami pretty close to there actually those teams are all pretty close talent wise there's not a big, big, big difference you look at the rosters a couple more five stars maybe on one pretty equal on the top 100 talent all in that 10 to 13 range nine to nine ten to 13 range all it with a couple five stars on some rosters, maybe more so than in others, but very closely congested talent wise. I have A and M ten, Penn State eleven, Notre Dame twelve, Florida thirteen, Auburn fourteen, Tennessee fifteen, Michigan sixteen, Oregon seventeen, Miami eighteen. Woo! And yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, Miami makes that. Yeah, and actually, Miami. A big thing that happened with Miami was. The transfers, of oh, yeah. four, four stars. the transfers of four four-stars. The transfers of four four-stars boosted them up four points because actually the recruiting average was a little lower than the rest. But the transfers, they have to be taken in. Those guys are, are four-star transfers. Um,
0: I hope he so, comes uh, in that, more good, uh, good recruits there.
1: Yeah, if you can get another good recruiting class with those transfers and a good recruiting class by Miami in 2018 and 2017, I'll look for Miami to have more talent than anyone in the ACC outside of uh, Clemson mm-hmm. and Florida State.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and then kind of to round it out, there was definitely kind of a bump off. Uh, Stanford, Washington, UCLA were three in a row, three Pac 10 teams in a row. Um, and then you had Mississippi State, South Carolina, and Ole Miss. Those are three SEC teams in a row. And then Nebraska, and, and, and Nebraska was the one team on here that definitely is missing big time talent. They have no five stars they have only two four, top 100 four-stars. So Nebraska is definitely a step below. Um, Old Miss is in South Carolina. Their rosters are a little below everyone else. I think it was three top 100 guys. Um, Mississippi State, UCLA, Stanford, Washington, are all very similar uh, in that 6-7 range for top 100 talent. Um, uh, Stanford and UCLA have um, more five-stars. They both have three. But Washington actually has 42 blue chippers on the roster. Um, So I'd look for Washington. When they do the team talent, I would look for Washington to land ahead of Stanford and UCLA because top to bottom, their roster is a little more consistent with talent. And also Washington has almost had no attrition. Attrition meaning very, hardly anyone is transferred out of Washington. And so that's a testament of Chris Peterson's ability to develop talent, keep them on keep the roster. In, yeah. And he and has also his 2015-2016 classes where, like, for instance, Alabama almost has no players from 2015 on the roster. Yeah. They've either transferred or gone pro. Well, Washington, they have actually a lot of fifth-year seniors. They have a lot of – true seniors they have a lot of fourth year juniors
0: yeah um I guess, like, the higher the team so, you are like the more turnovers you get
1: yeah more turnover I mean Alabama yeah. Ohio State Georgia have crazy turnover yeah but does that really matter when you're like you have a guy walking out that's a five-star and it's like oh that sucks he's amazing and who's taking his place another five-star yeah. so yeah he's not as expensive experienced but he's super talented exactly and that's kind of what you're seeing with the top ones um if you from what i see i'm gonna kind of and then i'm gonna go down there i'm gonna go conference to conference i'm I'm gonna tell you which teams to expect maybe a little bit of downturn because talent has been lost and which teams to expect a little better which teams are going to be better which teams are not going to be as good alabama will continue to be good I'm telling you right now, they lost a lot of guys to the NFL draft. They lost half their coaching staff, but let me give you a spoiler alert, Santiago. Alabama will be very good this year. They are still, they will not, unless they get upset, they're going to be beating everyone. I would, I would put, if I, I don't bet, but if I put money, I'd I'd say there's a high likelihood they're not only in the college football playoffs, but there's a good chance they win it. Um, uh, and honestly, it's amazing what Clemson has done because Clemson's not as talented. Clemson rosters have not been as talented as Alabama, but it tells you what a good coaching staff, keeping players around and good development does. Um, but going can be good. Expect Ryan day to have a very good, um, uh, team, not just because he is the second most talented roster, but because the big 10 doesn't have near as much talent. So, if you want to talk conferences, even though Alabama confer- is way talented, there is a lot of talented teams in the in the SEC.
0: Like Mississippi State of
1: the top five, dude of the top seven of the top fifteen, seven are SEC. Yep. So yeah. So, of the top 15, seven of the most talented rosters are in the SEC. So, uh, um, but that being said, Ohio State's just way more talented than everyone else. I would expect them, especially with getting Justin Fields, uh, consensus five star, for them to continue to be very good. Um, uh, number three, Georgia. Georgia's recruiting at a very high level. I mean, they're, he's recruiting amazing. Now that being said, he blew the national championship game the one year. He blew the SEC final last year. He he didn't they didn't play well in the bowl game against Texas. Um, if another bad year by, not a bad year, he had a good year, but another year where they fall short of expectations, you, you know, you, you, people start saying, hey, Kirby Smart, you're recruiting better than everyone except for maybe Alabama, uh, and you're not winning the national title, you know? Um, it, it, you know, if he starts getting questioned for that, you know, he has the talent on the roster to beat Alabama. He has more five-stars on his roster. Yeah, which, he, he had, which they came
0: close yeah, this he, past uh, uh, SEC
1: championship. He, he, Yeah, but the reason why they can is Georgia's the one team that is close. Oh, yeah. They, you know, Alabama's a little bit more, but but it's close. Um, LSU can always recruit to a high level. They're sitting there at number four. Um, You know what? It's another thing. If if Ed Orgeron has like an eight and four year and you see, um, you know, he's nine and four in his first year. He was 10 and three in his second year. Let's say hypothetically he's, Eight and five next year. You know, if people start calling maybe Edward Drove's not the right guy. It's fair because look at the roster. Now, the thing is, they do play Alabama and they do play Georgia. And those teams do have a little more talented rosters. So it makes it kind of tough. If LSU was in the Pac 12, they'd probably win the Pac 12. If they were in the Big Ten, they, you know, they with Ohio State, they'd be competing. If they were in the Big 12, they might be winning the Big 12. So it's kind of a bad thing that they're in a tough conference, but it's, it is what it is. USC, Clay Helton doesn't have a good year. He gets fired. I mean, come on. You have the fifth most talented roster in college football. You have by far the most talented roster in the Pac-12. You should be winning the Pac-12. You should be playing in New Year's Six Bowls every year. You should be competing for the college football playoffs. Finishing five and seven is a fireable offense. I'm actually, when you look at this, why did they didn't fire him? Then last year they didn't even they finished with a number twenty ranked recruiting class. You're having a bad attrition issues. The culture's bad. Clay Helton. I don't know why he's not fired. I, I don't. They does not explain. They're they're losing talent. Another bad recruiting class. They will be dropping in these recruiting rankings. So there's another one. Same with Florida State. Those are two teams that right now have the talent to compete for conference titles to play, play for college football playoffs, but they are not doing it. They're actually starting to not get as much talent. Those are two programs. Those coaches have to be on the hot seat. Okay, Texas is, and then Texas and Oklahoma, they are recruiting way a higher level than everyone in the Big Twelve. I'm going to give you a big spoiler alert, um, Santiago. Do not be expecting, unless something happens, anyone but Texas or Oklahoma to be playing for college, playing for Big Twelve championships in the near future. Okay. Wow. It's probably going to be Texas and Oklahoma. Their recruiting level is just way higher. Um, And then uh, then the same, Clemson is just Clemson. I think they're going to always be in that 5 to 10 range as far as talent, but they keep people around. They recruit the quarterback position extremely well. They recruit the defensive line and the wide receivers positions extremely well. They have an amazing culture. They're As, as far as I can see, they're going to just have more talent roster than everyone except for maybe Florida State and the ACC. They're going to be winning the ACC. They're going to develop players, and they're going to consistently be a threat to be in the college football playoff and when they have an elite quarterback that can win the national championship. Expect Clemson. They're, they're just That's just what the roster looks like. Now, I will say, if they get upset this year, it's going to be because they lost some defensive talent. Yeah. So keep an eye on that. I if will. Clemson gets upset if they get upset by a And M Texas a And M. They play them in the in the thing that's possible, or get upset by possibly uh, you know someone in the ACC. It's because their talent took a little dip, but uh, that th- that would be the reason. Um, Texas a And M is is recruiting well. You know, he's Jimbo Fisher started well there. Um, there is only one problem: they're in the SEC, <laughs> and you know you're competing against Alabama, Georgia, LSU. Tough. So they have their talent is good, but I'm you know because they play Clemson this year. Um, I believe they have to play LSU. I believe they have to play Alabama. Um, I think Texas A&M is a team that's on the they're on the rise, but they people they need to be cautiously optimistic. I still think they don't have as much talent on the roster as like in Alabama. Or maybe even as Clemson quite yet. So, like, they'll be better, but they could still honestly only be, like, 8-4 and four this year. But don't freak out. Flex. I'm not freaking um, out yet. Penn, <laughs> no, Penn State you, number 14. Wow. No, no, Penn State's 11.
0: Oh, yeah, it is number 11. I'm looking at the wrong list, sorry. Yeah, 16,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. Look, at, look at the metric. Um, the reason why, you're right. You're looking at the average one. They were 14. But the thing is, the reason why they got a bump is because they actually have four, uh, five stars, and they also have thirteen top one hundred players. So they got a bump because even their last few recruiting classes have been very good. Um, they had a number six class in two thousand eighteen. They had a, I think it was like thirteen or twelve last year, but they had it wasn't as many guys, but it was a bump. Um, they have had attrition issues. They lost five four stars due to transfer. Um. So there's, you know, let's see, let's see where they're, let's see how that affects them. I think they're a team that will be there in the big Twelve Ten. 10. Now the only thing is they don't, they lost their starting quarterback. A lot of their talent is young. I don't know what will happen to them next year. They've also lost a couple of games the last couple of years that they shouldn't have. They lost, uh, um, Michigan state two years in a row. Um, uh, and that's been kind of funny, uh, you know they didn't play great in the bowl game against Kentucky. I don't know. I, I will see, but there's a talent there on Penn State's roster. Um, Notre Dame. I, I'm looking at Notre Dame over the years, and this is what I'm going to tell you: they 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 get quite a few blue chip talent. They're they're consistently in that 10 to 15 range, but you saw what happened to them against Clemson in the college football playoffs. Correct? Yeah. You saw what happened to them to Alabama five years ago, and I know why it's happening. Number one, they're not really getting blue um, – sorry, blue they're not getting five stars. They only have one five-star on the roster, and they haven't had very many five-stars over the last decade on the roster. They also are not getting top 100 guys really at like positions like wide receiver, um, running back, uh, even quarterback. Um, and you saw that. They don't really have amazing playmakers. Uh, most of their best players are on the offensive line, defensive line, and linebacker. Um, and so missing out on elite playmakers, not really landing overall five-star, like can't-miss prospects, they're kind of stuck in there. Like, and what I can see is I think Notre Dame can compete to make New Year's six games. I think on some years they can compete to maybe make the college football playoffs. But I don't think they quite have the roster to play for the national title. They just are not as talented as Notre Dame. Sorry, they're not as talented as Alabama, as the Georgia, or even as Clemson. Um, So that's the problem Notre Dame has. But that being said, they're going to land at about number twelve. Um and and that's where they've been. That's kind of where they've been. You go year after year. Notre Dame's kind of in that ten to fifteen range. Um, Florida's number thirteen, and Florida actually has a roster a lot like Notre Dame right now. Uh No five stars, twelve top one hundred players. Um, and Dan Mullen's a great coach. He's one of the best coaches in college football. That being said, Ryan Chris, I hope you're listening. I don't think they have the talent right now to compete with Georgia.
0: Ooh, you heard it here they're,
1: first. They're, 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 Well, there's 14 five-stars on Georgia's roster. There's zero on on Florida. Georgia's going to dominate the SEC
0: East for a while now.
1: I mean, tell Florida. The thing is, he's such a great coach. I think he's a better coach than Kirby Smart. Um, if I you agree. put Kirby Smart's talent, if you put Kirby Smart's talent on Florida, uh, Florida would be. I think. I think Florida could be winning the national title, um, yeah, definitely. Uh, but uh, I just don't think the talent's quite there. So if he needs to probably up the talent level a little bit, and he had a good class this year, number eight class, but he didn't line the five star. He did not line the five star. He had to some top one hundred guys. Um, He's getting better. But they're sitting at 13. Uh, number 14, Auburn. And wow. if you look at the average ranking per year, Auburn was nine. So average, average ranking was nine. But when I did my points, they had landed at 14. You're like,
0: how you bad Yeah, Apple? I'm actually at that right now. I mean, they should be top 10.
1: Bad attrition. Wow. They had several top, they had, I think, three or four top 100 guys transfer out. They had a five-star transfer out. Um, they have had bad attrition. Part of the reason, the, the program's kind of had some issues, and that's why Gus Malzahn's on the hot seat. And because of that, it's it's been affected, and they lost a five-star on signing day. George Pickens, a longtime commit, flipped to Georgia. So I think Auburn is someone that a you know, little bit of a drop-off in talent. Um, and if Malzahn can't get that turned around this year, if he's not able to maybe get some more talent in there, they still have a talented roster, but more talent in there, keep them around. Um, and he has, if he has another subpar year, I'd look for Malzahn to be shown the door. Uh, Tennessee, the Tennessee at number 15. Uh, and really what got them to there was that big time, kind of like signing day where they got a top 100 player and a five-star. Um, you take those two guys out, um, Tennessee probably would have landed behind Miami. Wow! So a big signing day got really helped that roster. Yeah, out. Two man. big-time players, two big-time blue chippers. So uh, Tennessee, I think, is a team that has some young talent. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt has done some good things. Number 16 Michigan. Michigan. And, and, and I'm going to call attention to this. They were number eight in the team talent composite last year. So you're like number eight to number sixteen. That's a drop off. It was before I the Harbaugh years. Get...
0: That's what happened, huh? Before the Harbaugh years, they probably had a bad recruiting time.
1: No, 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 not sorry. No, that's not true. Oh, okay. um, no, no. I, it, I would say more than anything, what's going to cause a drop off? They had two of their highest rated players go to the NFL draft. Rashawn Gary, a five star, uh, the number one rated prospect in 2016, five star NFL draft. Number two, um, uh, David Long, cornerback, went to the NFL draft. They also had to transfer a former five-star Aubrey Solomon and former top 100 linebacker, uh, I forgot his Singleton, Singletary, whatever. I forgot his first name. Um, he transferred. So attrition has attributed to a drop-off for Michigan. And they brought some players in, but I wouldn't say their 2018 class was number 22, And they did not land one top 100 player. They did not land, obviously, one five-star. So a little drop-off in recruiting and some attrition, either NFL draft or transfer, Michigan actually has dropped. So when people are saying, why can't Michigan beat Ohio State? Michigan's not as good on paper as Ohio State. And they're not going to be near as good this year.
0: Well, look at the recruiting metrics. That's why.
1: No, yeah. Uh, Top 100 players, Ohio State is 31, Michigan is 10. Five stars, Ohio State is 13, Michigan is four. So if people wonder, why is Michigan? Why can't they beat Ohio State? Urban Meyer is Jim Harbaugh's daddy. Well, he kind of is a daddy because he's has more talent. Yeah. Ryan they will be a daddy too. Um, they're more talented. Ohio State has more talent on their team right now. Uh, For Michigan to catch Ohio State, they got to get more talent. Okay. Number 17. Oof. Number 17, Oregon. Quack, quack. Not biased here. I'm just going to give the you objective, the objective. Tyler. Truth. Be
0: objective. Okay.
1: First of all, they're number two in Ohio in the Pac-12, and I think they're they're clearly the second most talented roster in the Pac-12. They have ten top 100 guys. They have a five. They have a five star. Um, they've had an average recruiting ranking that's landed 17 over the last five years. Um, and then another thing is Oregon. The talent in, increase. If you uh, broke it down in something else, 25% of their team in the first year of Willie Taggart was blue chippers. Mm. They had, I think, six top 100 players. Last year, they had five top 100 players. 29% of the roster was blue chippers. This upcoming season, they'll have 36% of the roster being blue chippers. They'll have 10 top 100 players. They'll have one five-star. They have increased. their talent on their roster dramatically over the last three years. Um, It's been a very good, Willie Taggart started off with the very good recruiting and Mario Cristobal has continued it. Oregon had really, really their talent had really gotten bad, whether it had been not signing great classes and bad attrition. Their 2015 class signed seven blue chippers Every single one transferred. Wow. Every single tra- person, including the five-star Canton Kamatuli. Every single player transferred from that team. So their ability to bring in talent, not have it transfer out, is some, is, is amazing. Um, and The team talent composite last year, they were number 25. I expect them to go all the way up to about number 17 this year. So probably the most dramatic increase in talent maybe of anyone. In college football. And I'm not saying that. I mean, look
0: at the numbers. The numbers don't lie. Don't lie. This um, is not Tyler because no, he's, he's a Duck fan, unofficially.
1: No, I'm, t- I'm going to give credit to Willie Taggart. I don't want to give
0: him any credit. But Anyways,
1: but, <laughs> and then Mario Cristobal. I they love Mario Cristobal. came from Miami. They have talented their, they have recruited their butts off.
0: They did, man.
1: They brought a team that was
0: third tier in talent, which I think that's what's going to happen to Miami like I think these next few years, Manny Diaz is going to pull a Mario Cristobal?
1: Well, I tell you what, if he, if he does that, because the number 18 is Miami, um, uh, uh, I would say Miami's in the tier two kind of talent. So Miami's not starting at the deficit of, of Oregon. You understand what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, uh, like Oregon was down there in Nebraska's level. Wow. Oregon was like third tier talent, like a, three steps below the top tier. Yeah, which, um, and Oregon, now they, keep in and mind, that, Oregon is very difficult, that,
0: you know? Yeah. What? Because they're out there at the Pacific Northwest, you were talking about. It's oh, not yeah, that yeah. easy to get there.
1: Yeah. But the good news is, is like they're in the Pac-12, they have the second most talented roster in the Pac-12. They bring back like, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in college football uh, one of the best offensive lines, most experienced offensive lines in the Pac 12. And so I, I, there's a reason for optimism. When people are saying, why is Oregon, Oregon's, whether it be recruiting or the people they're even bringing back from, that they've developed, Oregon has a, has a very talented roster. I would say the second best ta- talented roster. And the number one is USC. And they're, they're they can't get their crap together.
0: I, I don't understand <laughs> so, uh, how USC is still up there. But anyways, they Park, you know, head down really oh, quick. They,
1: they have talent. Because they have their talent. They're up there because of the talent. Um, anyways, and then Stanford, Washington, UCLA. Um, I, if you want my, like Stanford's 19, Washington's 20, UCLA's 21. If you want my, my opinion, though, I think Washington is more talented than them. Yeah. Um, I think Washington's roster is completely full. They have all 85 scholarships. They also have the most consistent like ratio of blue chippers on the roster. Um, I think Washington actually is pretty close to Oregon. Um, I don't like Washington, but that's a fact. I actually think Stanford and UCLA, they're rated higher on here because they've, they've signed some blue chippers. They've signed some top 100 guys, but they also have some depth issues. I think UCLA is probably going to be about negative five to ten in uh, allotted scholarships, meaning they'll probably come in with like seventy five to eighty guys, which is not great depth. So I would expect UCLA to be a little lower than what they're even rated but on who, here.
0: And then the, Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Who go ahead. I don't go see ahead, ahead. is Washington State at all.
1: Oh, they're not even called oh, dude they're not even
0: called I know. This is
1: recruiting. Oh, if you if they were on they're like number forties. They're, they're not even close. <laughs> no, it's amazing what Mike Leach does. When it comes to recruiting rankings, he's not even in the vicinity. He's he has like one little. four star. He has one four star or something on his roster. That's it's his ridiculous. Best he can get. <laughs> no, 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 it's crazy. No, no, I mean, and there, and there's teams that are not in here that do well. Wisconsin. I, look at all the great wow, teams Wisconsin has. Had, right. And Wisconsin's never in the top 25. Wow. They're never in the top twenty-five. Uh, you, uh, you know, North Carolina State has some good teams. They're not in the top twenty-five. Um, you know, UCF. You know, they're not, not not a Power Five, but they're not even close. They're probably in the fifties. So you can win, but the thing is, numbers don't lie.
0: Yeah, man. In it's... the
1: five years of the college, in the five years of the college football playoff, not one team. Listen to this, not one team that's had that not had top 25 talent has made the college football blast. Not one.
0: It's a reflection. I see it. So,
1: so you have to have top 25 talent to really make college football blast. So all these teams here, I think are given a fighting chance. Now the thing is obviously Nebraska at number 25 versus number one, Alabama, there's still a massive talent difference. Yeah.
0: They're going deep. They're
1: just it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and Nebraska is a team that you know what? The Frost is doing good, but I think he's another one or two recruiting classes to really being able to compete. Um, at the end of the day, I think if Nebraska plays Ohio State, if Ohio State has to play a bad game for Nebraska to beat them, because they're just better, they just have more talented players. So, yeah, man. Uh, wow, this then, is I a, think that's just. Time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very good list. This yeah, is I think- very comprehensive.
1: Yeah. I and I, and I hope uh, people got out of it. People maybe no one cares. Yeah but like I said guys
0: I like it doesn't matter what you know what you know big school uh, you see, all that is a lot of hard work. I mean this takes years. I mean <laughs> yeah, you t- know yeah. yep. they go into the yep. high schools, they go into the farm, you know yep. system, they go into like the ghetto area, they look at these players yep. very closely. This is this is the future of their school. You know yep it's yep. just I mean it's just I mean you can have a great coach, but where's the recruiting department where they at
1: you, you know, and that's what it is I mean it, I, I think you you can do you as the old saying goes xs and O's is like the ability to play play call, but they said you can only X and Os so much if you don't have the Jimmys and the Joes um you have to have the players. you got to you, and uh you have some and Alabama do I think Nick Saban's a good coach yes I mean, X's and O's, he can game plan. But what makes Bill, Vic Saban so good is he's just a tremendous recruiter. And he's able to utilize that talent. And, uh, and you know, I think – and, and any time you see someone have great recruiting classes, a la Clay Helton of USC, yet is finishing five and seven, I mean, shame on you. <laughs> yeah. You have the guys to compete in the Pac 12, which is arguably one of the weakest conferences in the Power Five. So you're in one of the weakest conferences and you're finishing five and seven, like number four in the Pac 12 South, you need to be fired. Um, and, uh, and that was even like Jim Moore at UCLA. You know, Jim Moore, his classes, he was landing in the top 15 for UCLA. He had talent in that, like, when you, he was there most of the time, his talent was in the top 15, top 20. But they were finishing, like, 5 and 7, 6 and 6. You're fired. So sometimes you're like, man, how, why do they fire some of these coaches so fast? Why do they fire them after two years? Because why do they fire them after three years? Cause, well, no, because no, they, you know, they are recruiting and they're not winning.
0: Wow. it's a lot going on in college no, football. No, so
1: if you're recruiting, yeah. you need to win. that's the fact yeah if you're recruiting at a high level you should win um and uh because eventually if you don't win you will start not recruiting well because people will see that hey my buddy george a five-star went to usc and his team sucks and he's not playing that well and he was like the man in high school he was the best one of the best players in the country and people start, and kids start seeing that and they're like, I don't want to go there because I will not have my talents utilized good. They start seeing that. Right. That's what happened with USC this year. The kids in Southern California weren't going there because they're like, dude, all my buddies <laughs> Literally. were five stars and they went there and they're not even playing or they're transferring or they're playing like crap.
0: Or the coaches what's, are horrible.
1: what's gives? Yeah. So, so like, if you're a career at a high level, you need to win, and if you don't win, you get fired. You bring someone else who can utilize that talent. So let's say they fired Clay Helton, they then hire whoever. I don't know who they hire. They hire Mike Leach. They fire Clay. Mike Leach, with a coach who has won who's won ten plus games three years in a row, who is who's who's with talent that's not even in the top forty. Yeah,
0: winning <laughs> with less. I like
1: that. Do. I Imagine respect. Imagine what he would. No, imagine what he would do at USC with top five talent. Oh,
0: man. Which I'm surprised they he haven't would hired do- him anywhere else.
1: No, no, no. So Yeah, I mean, he's kind of hard to deal with, I heard. Um, but <laughs> but the, the moral of the story is, like, you're going to get good people. It's yeah. USC. It's a story program. You get more talent than almost anyone else in college football. USC will easily could get a good coach in there. Now He's, he's playing with, like,
0: no, so, like for scouts, is there like, you know, big name scouts that get paid a lot of money that you know of in the industry or is it like not really a a, a big deal?
1: Oh, you mean the recruiting? Recruiting Yeah,
0: yeah like like is there like, like like this one guy that knows everyone that he's, you know, you know, probably getting paid a whole lot yeah. of money?
1: Well, I don't know. How, I, I don't know. How, I honestly would have to ask them if they know a lot of money. But no, there's some huge. Yeah, yeah. Like Steve Wiltfong, he's the recruiting director yeah. for two four seven. Um, Barton Simmons, he's uh the head of something for two four seven. Um, Greg Biggins, who's the head of West Coast recruiting for two four seven. I mean, they know everyone. They know every recruit. They're the main ones who who rank the recruit.
0: Miami um, hired a so, recruiter recently. It was a big name, wasn't it?
1: Uh, I don't I, they did.
0: I um I I heard something, but you know, don't quote me on that. We'll we'll definitely confirm that later on the sports. Yeah, I,
1: don't, I, I yeah, I don't know. Anyways I wish I could answer that. No, question. it's okay.
0: Um but, but yeah, there's
1: yeah. a breakdown. Just kinda what to see. I, I hate to be a bearer of bad news, folks. Alabama's not going anywhere.
0: Yeah. They they are more deep.
1: talented than everyone else, so yeah. they're not going anywhere. Um Ohio State I don't think is going anywhere. Um, Georgia probably won't be going anywhere, so just continue to look at that. And, and and you know what? If Ed Orgeron Clay Helton and Willie Taggart get fired, they should. <laughs> no, I mean, meaning like if they if they're finishing six and six, they need to be fired because they have way too much talent in the roster. <laughs> and uh keep an eye out on Oregon. Keep an eye out on uh, Texas Texas A and M and Miami. Keep an eye out a Miami keep an eye out on Tennessee those teams Ooh, have added man. some good talent yeah,
0: Tennessee I think they have some surprised. pretty solid
1: coaches in place um the problem with the SEC is there are so many talented teams that even though you have a lot of talent it's you know it's maybe not enough and, and that, that'd be like Florida if Dan Mullen. Finishes nine and three next year. If Dan Mullen finishes ten and two the year after, I don't want to hear people saying, "Man, Dan Mullen's not as good as he should be." Honestly, he's
0: finishing where he should yeah. with the talent he has on the roster. Numbers don't lie. I'm like, seeing it. Wow, this we, is a clear. No. Like you, yeah. you, I mean, you clean my glasses better now after today.
1: <laughs> well, because because you could start think like because remember back in the day you're um you were asking me last year. Um, like, oh, could, or, like, was it just? Remember when I said, yeah, well, I said not like going to make college. Sh- and yeah. you're like, "You need to have a better attitude than that." I'm like, "I'm sorry, I'm looking at the roster; Dang. it's not talented enough."
0: I was wrong. I was um, wrong. But now I have yeah. more clarity. But, why these teams are not that doing said, well, or why they're doing
1: well. that, that? Being no, but that being said, now Oregon now this year you have a little better argument. They have the second most talented roster in the Pac-12. USC's not in a good place. Um, they're probably going to be a little more talented than everyone they play against. So Oregon this year have a pretty tough schedule, but they do have enough talent that if they can play up to that level, they could make college football playoffs. Do I think they'll win the playoff, 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 playoff? No, I don't. They're not as talented as Alabama. They're not as talented as Ohio State. They're not even as talented as Clemson. So, uh, like, so. But that being said, they do have the talent to win the Pac-12. And they, and if they're able to go undefeated, they would get into the college football playoff. So um yeah. Well, and oh gonna. and another one to watch out for is Notre Dame. They have to get better guys. Otherwise Notre Dame's gonna people are gonna be like, Why does Notre Dame get their ass kicked every sorry. No, anyway. it's okay. Why does Notre Dame get why does Notre Dame get their butt kicked every year? It's because they're not quite getting enough, especially at the skill positions. And you saw that. Remember when you saw that game where the guys weren't getting open? They couldn't get open against Clemson. And you know what? They're not recruiting good enough. They're got they're not recruiting well enough at the skill position. Um.
0: So yeah. yeah.
1: So I guess hopefully that just kind of gave a no. This is um, a very much clarity.
0: You know, teams have yeah. to do homework. They got to go in the off season. They got to get their players. They just cannot magically you know have the players come in. No, it, it, it takes work. And grind work, and Tyler, thank you very much and you guys could go on the sportscast.net you can see all his articles and yep. all his stats he I mean I mean he, I mean, he does like with detail, and of course uh, the sportscast.net Tyler, we're almost out of time, ready for some game predictions. yeah, sure. let's go Michigan versus Minnesota college basketball oh Michigan Pepperdine versus Gonzaga.
1: Oh, uh, Pepperdine.
0: Okay. By the way, you know, not oh, just college
1: My go- No, my goodness. <sighs> All right. I yeah. was, <laughs> sorry, Gonzaga. I was looking at something.
0: Pepperdine <laughs> is like a private school in California, right?
1: No, 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 no. I don't. No, I don't. It's in California. No, it's Gonzaga. No, Gonzaga wins that game. Yeah, Gonzaga's right. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I'm, I'm kidding. No, no. Yeah, Pepperdine's not even that good. It's Gonzaga. I'm kidding. I was doping off.
0: And also, college basketball also has their recruitment rankings as well. So they also go through that the yep. whole spiel with college football. I don't know which one's harder, but
1: oh uh, well. I mean, I don't really call, follow college basketball like I do because um, it's not it's not near as intensive. You only sign like three, four guys a yeah. class. Um, I will watch like when the top guys like. You know when the top teams do it, like like pretty much. I'll, I'm gonna give you a huge spoiler alert. Pretty much every single year, the class top classes are Kentucky, Duke, Arizona. Um, yeah, y- 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 actually, they got a pretty good class. like because they actually had a pretty good classes last year. Um, Oregon's had some good classes. Yeah. Um. So and Florida will be up there and stuff. UConn kind of not anymore. UConn you, you kind of used to be, but they're not that good anymore. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll it's it's, it's a little bit
0: less rigorous as college football, but hey, they got to do their homework.
1: Oh, Bill, yeah. uh, Villanova, sorry. Yeah, Villanova's
0: another Villanova. one. And the random question of the week, what's the most lovable pet? Um, oh. Cat, horse, rabbit, or or the dog?
1: I mean, a, a dog.
0: Okay. Dog is the yep. most lovable pet. Can a horse be a pet? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Oh yeah. You're really have, rich. tons do love horses. <laughs> yeah. Tons do have horses. Tyler, how can people reach you and f- find your articles online? Well yeah, on this one, hold on, make sure I get it correct.
1: It's Tyler Turner hold on for, of the sports cast. Yes. Tyler Turner of the SportsCast. Because I, I I created a new handle. Do with this, so I could just do sports-related stuff. My other handle has <clears throat> politics. Um, so this one's just sports-related, and yeah, keep a, keep a um, keep an eye out, see me talk about uh, recruiting, whatever. And now I'm gonna move into other stuff. I'm probably a little over the recruiting for a while. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, uh, Turner is your Twitter handle. <laughs> Actually, what you say? Your Twitter handle is um, <laughs> it's. Uh, <laughs> Turnercast, Turnercast. Oh,
1: Turnercast.
0: Yeah, that's that's Turner-Cast. the that's the new yep. one. I have to update it on the, uh, on the video here. But, yeah, Turnercast, okay. follow him for all the updates, articles. And, of course, you can follow us at thesportscast.net. Uh, follow our Twitter. We have some game updates. Uh, we have our, our contributors that, uh, you know, for Pacific games like last night, we had uh, Ryan Christa covering the UNC and Duke game. And then, of course, you know, college football, we could have uh, – Uh, We could have you, you know, go over, you know, uh, Oregon versus Oregon State or something like that, you know, so. Yep. uh, I'd love to do that one. (laughs) Yeah, that one's a rivalry, but, you know, usually it's a blowout in recent times.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) And and just. I quickly, it's not going to be getting any closer soon. I think um, uh, Oregon State's class was rated number sixty-eight this year.
0: Oh wow! <laughs> well, they're still in the top hundred. Yeah. That's that's pretty. That's pretty. The low talent is standards.
1: really different.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, I'm actually reading the Shoe Dog book. Uh, the founder of Nike, and he talks a lot about Oregon because he's from there. So, yep, Phil Knight. Yeah, Phil Knight. He's a he's actually a runner guy. I don't think he likes football, yep. but I heard he, he prefers running in oh, track he and field. Football.
1: No, no, he loves football. But yeah, he he ran track for Oregon. That's why Oregon has the best track program in America. Yeah. But no, he, he does love he loves football too. Plus I mean let, let me give you a little, little thing. Oregon is where they are today because of Phil Knight. Yeah. He has donated billions of dollars to Oregon. So the reason why their facilities are so nice, the reason why they have all the crazy good uniforms is because of Phil Knight. If you took away Phil Knight from Oregon, they would not be. Would Did not be you Oregon. wonder how Oregon went? Do you wonder how Oregon beca- went from being a no name to all of a sudden winning Pac-12
0: titles and and going to national titles? It would have to be Nike. That,
1: oh, it was yeah, it was Phil Knight for sure.
0: And hey, maybe part of Michael Jordan. I'm kidding. <laughs> it,
1: it was Phil Knight. <laughs> yeah, Michael Jordan, youth in Michael Jordan, but yeah, Phil Knight. He he's he is he is the reason for Oregon's success and they should be very grateful to him.
0: Tyler Turner, I appreciate you coming on to the sports guest.
1: I did.